I'm Ruby. And I'm Cody. And, and this, this is, is the, the swirl. swirl. Hey, Cody. What's going on, my friend? Um, I'm on my second cup of coffee. And by cup of coffee, I mean I'm doing this crazy thing where I get cold brew and I get an iced latte, and I make them mix together, and I call it a black and tan, like La Colombe does. Have you ever been to La Colombe? <laughs> yes. Where they do the draft? Well, mm-hmm. this is like rural Pennsylvania iced uh, iced black and tans ba- that I make um, like I'm some kind of chemist at my <laughs> local <laughs> coffee shop, um, because uh, Mama needs her caffeine this morning. So, um, But I also don't know where the line is, right? So like sometimes it's like just enough and then mm-hmm. it's like vibration. So <laughs> I have to be careful not to go into the caffeine vibration where I can taste sound. <laughs> I'm just like, if you're over there rocking back and forth in a few moments, I'm going to be <laughs> very concerned. I'm just like, keep 911 on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, I wanted to talk to you about Ted Cruz. And normally, oh, Ted Cruz. I don't even like to utter his name. <laughs> Ted Cruz's face looks like... Well, no, you know what's funny? I just was going to say, like, um, I read somewhere on Twitter where it's like, he's like 42 or 40, he's like 40 something years old. Yeah, he's a hard-living 42. Right, people are like, that guy was road hard and put away wet, because that guy does not look like he's in his 40s. He looks like he's... Do you know when children and dogs push their face against, like, a window? (laughs) 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 That's such a great description. Yeah, no, like, he is so, like, he is just, I don't know, man. He is not a good, it's not a good, like, yeah, no. It's It's not that it's not that often that the soul matches the <laughs> exterior. Like, normally it's like Dorian Gray, right? Like, where it's like they sell their souls so they look really good. Yeah, no, I don't understand at all. Like, he is not... He looks like um, the Count. Like, if the Count from Sesame Street were a human being, mm-hmm. I think it would be Ted Cruz. Like, one, two, three <laughs> horrible votes. Uh, 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 uh. So so I was listening to the podcast Dirtcast a couple of years ago, and they they had this episode about um, celebrities and plastic surgery, and they talk about how there are lots of people who who are beautiful, and then they'll have something very subtle done, and then it'll turn them into a megastar. So they talk about Halle Berry's nose job, or Justin Timberlake, and how most of the Mickey Mouse Club all had nose jobs. Wait, what? Justin Timberlake had a nose job? Yeah, apparently you can Google what? it. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty I'm noticeable. Who else? Who else? Give me some. I like. Give me a couple more names because so now they, like, when, I didn't know Halle Berry the, had a nose job. When they job. talked about the the nineties Mickey Mouse Club and how uh-huh. they all were sort of um, their parents were all amenable to getting the children work. So like the Carrie Russells and the Britneys and the Christinas and the Ryan Goslings. Remember that was a very big cast that all became stars. Yeah, yeah. And they've all had plastic surgery? Right. But most people have is the, in Hollywood is the point. It's just oh, to, the, right. yeah, yeah. to the degree. But th- when I thought about those people that they're mentioning, uh, sort of like there were stars that, I think it was like Marlene Dietrich, they talked about she had her uh, a completely different hairline. Uh, ah. She had a widow's peak, so she had something, you know, like back in the lace day. Lace front, baby. Right. <laughs> Pre-lace front. She, she said... <laughs> Give me more forehead. So, <laughs> but the the point that I was going to make is is you kind of have to have something in order to make something. 
So right, in the case right. Like his cruise, baseline is like he'd have to have like he'd have to go on the Swan. Like, do you remember the Swan where oh, they would take those I? ugly people and they'd be like, "We're gonna give you new teeth. We're gonna give you bones in your face." Let me tell you, as somebody who has had plastic surgery, what? Me too. Me too. Right. We talked about yeah, yeah. To yeah. have one procedure is one thing. That person had like nineteen. You right. Could, you couldn't tell me that they weren't at death's door doorstep. Oh, God. You know they saw God. They saw the light. <laughs> they were like, yo, like, and then, you know, like, because I know, I don't know about you, but when I recovered from my plastic surgery, I remember thinking, like, I chose to do this. This yeah. was elective. And right. then I'm like, you're walking I, to You're walking to the bathroom and you're just like, Lord, why? Why do you right, let right? me make bad like, decisions? And then I'd be like, did I want to be ugly the rest of my life? <laughs> like, maybe, like, maybe this, maybe ugly would be better than this pain there was, at this there point. Was some, there were some values to how I was looking. Before. <laughs> right, like, like I did not hurt like this. Now, right. in retrospect, now two years later, I'm like, boy, am I glad I did that. Right. But oh my god, there's a moment like during recovery where you're like, what? I think ugly would have been preferable. <laughs> I'm so glad to have that in the rear view. Mm-hmm. But and I'm then just... don't you get mad at society? Like, God, why does society <laughs> want me to be beautiful and thin? <laughs> Fuck you, society. You're making me do this, society. As I'm but slathering, yeah. now now I have a whole nother set of problems, which are, like, my scars. Right, right. No, I know, <laughs> like, like, the sesame well, oil and shit. Like, yeah, no, like, I know. Eh. It didn't look great before, but you know what wasn't there? <sighs> a scar. Yeah, um, it's hard out here, man. You it guys, is. it is hard out here. <laughs> and speaking, speaking of hard out here... So why we're talking about Ted Cruz Right, like 20 minutes later. We got it. We'll get there, you guys. The (laughs) gift that was given to the internet the other day when (laughs) Ted Cruz was revealed to have liked a porn post um, by the user at sexual with two L's posts. And um, it's quite the video that he shared. And and, um, the the funny thing to me about it was, you know, Living here in D.C., politicians and celebrities are, are put on a sort of pedestal, and you almost forget that they're sexual, even though they're the most sexual. There's, right. I, I have to tell you guys, there's a lot of sex happening in D.C. Like, oh, D.C. Yeah. has male strip clubs. D.C. has, you know, escort <laughs> services. There's, it, there's a lot of sex happening, and it's all behind closed doors, and it's all very, very freaky. There... <laughs> Okay, as much I really I know we don't have time to follow up on the very very freaky, but at some point we're gonna follow up on the like, dear listeners, I will not let him get away with that. We just need to get back on track with the conversation, but we will follow up on the very freaky part in another episode. I promise. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Shenanigans. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's to come. So Ted Cruz, yeah. he liked. He he liked. Uh, there was a Twitter like for a pornographic video on Twitter, and mm-hmm. there was a whole. And it happened like late at night, and then into the early morning before it came down off of his Twitter feed, and then they like blamed it on a staffer. But like right. you're saying, like you kind of forget that people like. That these celebrities or these people who are in the public eye are, like, full humans. And part of being fully human is having a sexual life. And then I think on top of that, like, the Republican, like, um... Idea ideology is very like sanitized, and then on top of that, I think the Republican like political, um, the whole political 
ideology of, of republicanism is mm-hmm. so sanitized and so anti um, being openly sexual that it kind of almost makes it even that much more like the Anthony Weiner thing. You were like, that guy's a creep. Like that oh, makes totally. some sense. And like the ta- the ta- uh, Ted Cruz thing is like he's creepy as hell, but like he's so like you know, like, anti-woman and anti-this and that, that you're like, yo, that his wife only has sex with him to have children. Right. Um, and so then when it's revealed that the, he is sexual, it's like, oh, yeah. it's kind of gross. <laughs> so it, all, it also speaks to this idea that, like, in, in reality, like, the internet isn't new. We've had it for, what, 20-something years now? Yeah. But people don't know how to use it still. You know, like... <laughs> I'm, I'm so surprised. Like I'm so surprised that when I look at my mom, like sitting on the tablet, that she, that my mom was born in segregation, right? She and she's over here swiping and closing tabs, and I'm just like, that's amazing. So people don't know how to use these uh, these apps. And do you know the actor Army Hammer? Yes. Okay. No, I want to talk about this. Yes. 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 Okay. So a couple months ago. He was, it was found out that, like, all of his Twitter likes were him liking rope bondage posts. Like, as if... <laughs> I mean, like, listen, you do you, Army Hammer. <laughs> right. And Army Hammer could get the business. Oh, but he's he, fine. <laughs> but it was lots of those, like, women being bound and, like, the rope being tighter on their... I'm going to send you some of the posts. It was... Cr- no, no, I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm good. You sure, girl? I got you. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> just bl- look. You don't have to tell the audience, but just like blink. like Ira. Blink. There's this. Just blink <laughs> twice right now. If no, you, you want me to send you the video, keep it, keep it. Like no, you keep it. <laughs> so I don't know if you use Tumblr. I do. Okay, but you know Tumblr is like a big place for porn. Uh huh. So, no, what's porn? What's, what's that? porn? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to sanitize it. Adult entertainment. <laughs> dying over here. Do you see how red my face yes. is? I like get prudish so fast. So oh Tumblr. So I haven't even said I haven't even said it. I know, I'm yet. getting nervous. Like what else but is he gonna say? <laughs> with the Army Hammer thing, I think he thought that his Twitter was the same as his Tumblr because when you favorite a post on on Tumblr, you can then kind of go back and, in the words of Mariah Carey, relive the splendor whenever you want to. <laughs> 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 I just really, it just, it made me laugh because all of a sudden, you know, much like Ted Cruz, Army Hammer wakes up one day to find out that like, oh, everyone's discussing your private sex, your private like sexual fantasies. And he's just like, I thought that was in the inside voice. How did that get to the outside voice? (laughs) Right. No, I know. Well, like, is there something, I like almost wonder, like, we're pretty open, right? Like, we've talked about my vibrator. We've talked about like, you know, your dating situations. Is there something that you're like worried that's gonna come out about like 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 let's just say like tomorrow our listenership like quadruples and like we're like big deals all of a sudden is there something that you're like if that person talks they're gonna be in a river because (laughs) like like i have a best friend from college who i used to tell i would be like listen natalie I'm going to run for office one day, and I swear to God when that happens, if you talk to anybody about any of the things I'm telling you, yeah. you're you're in trouble. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing about that. No one who who truly knows you is going to drop dime on you. Right. It's, all, it's always going to be some, like, dopey ancillary character. 
So you always have to make sure to keep the actual people close. Yes. Oh, is that why you write such great birthday cards? Because you don't want the people who really know. Ah, your face! I finally cracked it! That's why he's so nice to us, you guys. He writes us and sends us beautiful presents on our birthdays because he's like, listen, you know way too much. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. You know what though? Like I'm impressed. Like that is some like serious like like movie villain shit right there, Cody. Like <laughs> like that is a long game. You are playing the long game, dude. I'm really impressed. I'm, ta- I'm gonna take this Cody mask off and reveal myself to be Ted Cruz. <laughs> but it's it's true. I I have lots of people who have seen embarrassing things over the years. But you, I think I have credibility with those people, and I think there's a, a love there. But there are other people who are just waiting. They're just like, oh, you're going to be something, and I'm going to tell XYZ about you. And mm-mm-mm. and the funny thing is, to circle this all back with the Ted Cruz situation is, he had a college roommate who was not a fan of him. Uh, and this guy ended up, like, I'm always fascinated by these, like, these strange bedfellows. Like, Tommy Lee Jones, his roommate in college was Al Gore. Like, what are the, what are the chances Right. So this, so this guy Craig Mazin, uh, he was a roommate in his freshman year at Princeton in '98 with Ted Cruz, and he like has long sort of like chastised Ted Cruz policies. And who would have thought that this guy would end up becoming a screenwriter? And you know he would write movies like The Hangover Two and Three. And you know, he at any t- any chance he gets is on Twitter telling people how much he dislikes Ted Cruz. Now. Much like the Michael Jackson thing, people don't say the same thing about you for 20 years if there's not something to it. Right. So right. He, he wrote on September 12th, now just imagine Ted Cruz is doing this four feet below you in the bottom bunk bed. Yes, my misery very much appreciates your company. <laughs> Oh my god, I need, I'm like, I'm like, I need to go vomit. Like, oh, wait, wait. Uh, so uh, then he says, sadly, the fact that Ted Cruz jacks off to mediocre porn spam is the most human thing we can say about him. This is actually the high point. <laughs> and then he says, I never wanted this for any of you. <laughs> I was trying to protect you. He says, I thought maybe I'd feel better if two or three people knew. Not six billion. That said, I feel better. <laughs> oh my god! So, I still have to say, y'all might want to start writing some birthday cards, and you might want to start <laughs> checking up on your sick and infirmed, and just make sure that they're on your team. Because if they're not, these cockroaches will swarm. <laughs> I am straight up dying. That's so good! No, like, seriously, though, like, of course Ted porn, Ted porn, oh my god, Ted oh, Cruz, of course Ted Cruz likes mediocre porn, like, of course he does. Of course like, he does. Oh my god, I'm dying. Oh, oh my god. No, that's, that, I mean, what else can you say that's so good? I just gave I you guys it. some life lessons, so please take that and do what you will. Well, 
I, I'm actually, I, the funniest part is I have a gift for you that's sitting, waiting to just be put, like, packed into a box, and now, in light of this conversation, I'm concerned that you're gonna think that this conversation is what inspired it, but it's oh. not. Like, I really had been planning to give you this gift for a while. It just was waiting for all the pieces to come together, so I don't want you to, like, get this package and go, mmm, Ruby's really worried I'm gonna put her on blast. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> it's that I love you and I owe you this present, so don't think that I'm worried. I don't care. I, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, oh God! Now I'm worried. It's it's a really nice gift. You're gonna be like, damn, what do I know about her? <laughs> Jeez, who knew Ruby would be shook by this Ted Cruz thing? <laughs> I'm not. I swear. It's like I really had been planning this for a while. So, full of like, don't like well, I, misread the message. <laughs> well, listeners, I I have a lot to process. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to go to the bathroom with this Army Hammer rope fetish photo. Oh, hey. And, and I'm going to um, start kickstartering a slush fund so that I can give hush money to the people in my life so they don't put me on blast if I ever become famous. <laughs> Important stuff. We'll be back in just a moment with this week's Here For It. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, I'm in knots, Cody. I'm in knots. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm a little tied up over here. Give me a minute. <laughs> We're back. We're back, and Ruby, I'm very sorry that you had to see me that way. Um, oh. Well, I mean, I've loosened up the rope. I'm good now. Thank I you. can breathe. <laughs> You moved to to D.C. and you learned a couple tricks, let me tell you. I mean, I'm just saying, like, as long as it's consensual and between two adults, it can be whatever it needs to be. That's my, those are my views. And I'm all about that. So, well, no. I need a little bit more than the average bear, that's all I have to say. Uh, (laughs) So what are, so aside from bondage, what are you here for this week, Cody? (laughs) (laughs) So now that you know what I'm into, Ruby, tell me, what are you here for this week? Well, the short answer is donuts. <laughs> um, always the answer. I mean, yes. It, it, what was the question? The answer is always donuts. <laughs> um, so I haven't had sugar in three months. I did that cleanse. We've we've gone through the journey. You have been with me, you guys. But um, so I yesterday I drove to Stockton, New Jersey, to go to the Stockton Market, which is this high end like bougie food market that has macaroons and beautiful bread and artisanal stuff. It's awesome. Um, and I went to this wonderful stall called Curiosity Donuts that's run by Aki and Alex, who run the food blog Ideas in Food. And it is perfect. And I'm not just saying that hyperbolically, it is actually perfect. These are handmade donuts that come in all different kinds of flavors, and they come out pan by pan. And so you walk up to the stall, and Aki will walk you through what's available. And as they sell, Alex will come with different flavors that are different from the ones that have already been out. So when you show up, it's just a matter of what's warm and fresh out of the um, fryer. And it's vanilla bean and buttermilk lime and strawberry rhubarb. It's, like, ridiculous. Not only are the donuts dope as hell, they have frozen custard. And I am an expert on frozen ice cream treats. I've eaten Mm -hmm. it everywhere. And this might be the best I've ever had in my life, full stop. Oh, wow. It is manages to be both cloud-like and dense, and they make, like, four different kinds of caramel in-house. Butterscotch, bourbon, just crazy stuff. So that's... And then, at lunch, 
I need a minute. Alex starts frying chicken. And it is so good. There's like honey hot sauce and I just it's every bite of food at this at this donut stall was insane. And it's not federal donuts esque where there's a line wrapped around. You wait a little bit, but it's not sure. crazy. And so if you're into donuts and fried chicken and you live anywhere in the tri-state area near Stockton, New Jersey, you need to get your butt on a Saturday or Sunday to Curiosity Donuts. You will not regret it. I swear to you, there is no bad moves at this donut stall. And it was worth every single frantic heart flutter that I had after not eating sugar and aside from that Alex and Anki are just really cool people and they're lo- they really put a lot of love and thought into their food and it's so apparent and if I ever open my own food business it would ex- be exactly this way from scratch with heart thought out delicious flavors and it is worth the drive so get yourself to curiosity donuts in stockton new jersey i am here for thoughtful food that tastes amazing and great people who make great food are you uh, broken have you were you able to get back to your um meeting and (laughs) and 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 rejoin sobriety Uh, so immediately after I went to have lunch with a friend and I got the largest green juice that was on the menu because, you know, and you know what happens too when you eat a, right, like when you eat a lot of sugar, it like almost numbs your taste buds, right? Like it just kind of like kicks out all of the, the, um, ability to taste anything. Mm -hmm. And so I really did know I've been a very good girl, uh, since I had the donuts, um, and so, yes, I'm trying very hard. But one of the things about sugar is when you eat sugar, it makes you want more sugar. Right. So I, I am in that weird place where you're like, no, girl, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to eat this spinach and we're going to like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got to work on that. But uh, but uh, that was it was worth it. It was totally worth falling off the wagon for sure. Cody, aside from um, our previous discussion, what are you here for this week? All right. Well, in high school, my friends and I were obsessed with movies, and fortunately, the late 90s were a great time for raunchy comedies and teen films. One of my favorites was Cruel Intentions, which was a hip remake of Dangerous Liaisons, and it also had this killer soundtrack that I swear to you, I still listen to, to this day. And I think one of the reasons why I loved it so much was it starred not one, but two Delawareans, Ryan Phillippe who would go on to marry one of his co-stars, Reese Witherspoon, and Sean Patrick Thomas, who you might remember as the black guy from Save the Last Dance. Oh, mm-hmm. I love how you broke that down for me. Like, <laughs> like I wasn't just going to know who he was. No, no because no, I, you say, I needed that. You say you. Sean Patrick Thomas, you might also <laughs> confuse it with that Sean Patrick Flannery from the Boondock Saints. Like, I feel like the three names get yeah. people confused. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. No, so, okay, so so two Delawareans got yeah. it. And I and I remember that beat going to the movie theater and seeing these two Delawareans in this like big budget, big deal movie and thinking to myself like, oh, I you can make it out of like our small town. Right. Right? Yeah. So I mean speaking of which, like Ryan Phillippe was discovered at a gas station. Like a woman just came up to him and was like, You need to be a model. Like that's <laughs> Why doesn't that shit happen to me? Exactly. Like, nobody's coming up to me at, like, the Walmart yeah. in rural Pennsylvania and are what like, are the actually, uh, actually, someone did ask me on the streets of Chicago if I was on TV, and I kind of was like, bitch, are you blind? But anyway, <laughs> like, we'll keep, so, but I don't Just look like Ryan Phillippe. Just such a big personality. Such a big personality. 
So, Cruel Intentions had a direct-to-DVD sequel. Twice they tried to take it to television to make it become a series, and it hasn't worked. Uh, but what is working out is Cruel Intentions, the musical, which announced... Stop it! <laughs> which announced <laughs> that it will be um, coming to Broadway in New York City after being in uh, Los Angeles in 2015 and 2016. Uh, they're going to start this November and I think it's going through like the end of January 2018. So the musical is going to also have this like very nostalgic arrangement of 90s hits including Love Fool and Just a Girl and Only Happy When It Rains and of course Bittersweet Symphony. I am so excited for this. Me and my girlfriends are going to make it a trip to New York just for this. Amazing. That's what I'm here I for. love that. 90s nostalgia. I, it's real right now. Oh, I have so much. Yeah, no, totally into it. 10 Things I Hate About You. I listen to that soundtrack See? on repeat. Oh my God. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. Music is not, um, music isn't the same way. If I ever hear Counting Crows Colorblind, I immediately <gasps> think of Cruel Intentions. I immediately think of like that scene where she's losing her virginity. It it, it, it it really is a very specific moment in time. Uh, yeah. And, and that's what music and movies can do. It's really interesting. I know. Yeah. Art is amazing. I'm all about great art. And but truth be told, uh, I would not take this 1998 Cody back. It's, oh, it's, right. it's cute to visit. Right, 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 right. But and I don't no. want to live there. I'm with you. I'm with you. I can afford real nice coffee now. 1998 Ruby could not. She could not. She was rocking that old navy like plaid button down. Like it was not a cute look. All right. So (laughs) we'll be back when Cody starts asking important questions from you guys. It's time for some QN. Hey. We have problems. (laughs) And apparently so do you. So you're going to write in and give us some Q&A. Tell me about our listeners' problems, Cody. Oh my gosh. Sorry, that was a good one. This one comes from Down for the Cause. Oh no. Oh, anything that starts with down with you starts making me wonder about where we're going down, who is going down, and if there's an ER trip involved. There you go. All right, let's go, Cody. (laughs) I think this one's a bit more more sanitized than you're giving it credit. Oh, good, good. Okay. Uh, Down for the Cause says, I have a friend who is starting a new business and has asked me repeatedly for assistance in developing her idea. I love that she wants to empower herself, but the problem is, it seems like each question she has ends up becoming some sort of homework assignment for me, i.e. providing (laughs) her with past samples of my work and more. I'm not financially benefiting from my consulting, this use of my time, or the ultimate setup of this business. It seems like her picking my brain is really code for, do the work. Ruby and Cody are both part of the gig economy. How do you protect your time and your talent while not being a doormat? Signed, down for the cause. Listen, that is some real stuff Mm -hmm. right there. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's hard. And I have to say, like, this podcast is a great example of that. Like, we talk about... um, 
how you and I each bring certain things to the table and, um, and we rely on each other and we decided early on that we were going to, um, work together and both take losses in this project, right? Cause it's like a long game, right? This right. podcast is a long game. Um, and so I think a lot about my creative projects and, um, the, I have something in the works right now that's like super early in the incubation stage. And, um, a friend of mine and I are, um, kind of putting, p- talking about this idea, developing it to see if we want to start taking the real next steps. And she said repeatedly, um, even if people are your friends and they're helping you, you, we, I, I am about paying them. We should mm-hmm. be paying people for their time. And so, um, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Out there. I think it's hard to get money to get creative projects going. A lot of creative projects don't have funding and don't make money right away and are losses in general. And so, um, I feel like it's tough when you're trying to get something going, but it's really important that you honor people's time and energy that they're giving to you. And so I think that you need to push back on your friend. Um, I think that there's a kind and a soft way to do it. I think that you can express like, listen, I love you and I'm really happy for you and I want to help you. But unfortunately, like I have a really full plate right now with clients that are paying me. And if you would like me to give you, um, give you some of that time and energy, if you start paying me for my time and my energy, that will bump you up on the priorities list kind of thing. And I think any person who works in the gig economy will understand that. And I also, I've said this before on the podcast, I think when people pay me for my work and my creative time, my work is better. Because um, if there's a paycheck involved, it's it then is like, I have to earn those dollars. And if you're doing it for free, it's like, oh, well, I'll get to that. Or, oh, you know, like, or I'll do it last minute because I know I need to talk to you on the phone about it. Yeah. If I know that I'm getting paid for my work, I think it makes the work a priority and it, the work is just better in general. Yeah. Um, you're, you're right about how there <clears> – you really have to be careful about how you allocate your time. Um, you and I started a podcast, a lot of fun. I enjoy it every week. It, it also, uh, because it takes like a certain amount of bandwidth, maybe I haven't, I haven't worked on my, my personal projects as much as I would have liked to I'm not blogging right. as often. Uh, I'm not, I haven't finished my book yet. Right. Uh, but I, right. but you see a long game. So you have to make sure that if you're working on something that it, it's working for you. And I live by, uh, two credos. My dad and I have joked about this privately for years when I first was coming out of college, uh, I was always sort of being asked like, oh, you can work on these this thing because it is a great opportunity. And and a lot of them were, but a, a, a lot of them were also these kind of like high profile things where it was just like, well, I can't, I can't eat air, you know? So yeah. if this thing has a, if this thing has a sponsorship from, let's say a, t- a, a major television network as like some of the things I was working on did, they should be able to pay me appropriately. So my so my dad and I would um, basically say "f you pay me." It's a it's yep. a line from uh, it was a Goodfellas or um, yep. I, it's one of the mob movies. Uh-huh. And my friend Tim, who helps us with the social, he uh, we shorten it to "fypm," and we literally will just like text each other that just randomly in the day, just like remember "fypm." <laughs> um, and, I'm gonna so steal that. I'm being really open about nece- FYPM is happening necessary. in my life. Like if if it's like regardless what's happening, if you want me 
you have to give me you have to there has to be some sort of tangible exchange of goods so right. i have friends that i i work on things on a barter system with yep uh, I that's too. even fine but how i decide whether or not i'm going to be a part of a project is this number one if you say to me hey i want you to make me a logo i'm going to look at you and i'm going to say do you have a statement of work do you have a five-year plan do you have a budget yeah because if you're asking for my time, I need to know how you're using yours. I need to know right. that this isn't some haphazard idea. I need to know that you just are, are, are on the fly deciding like, oh, I want to do this thing and you can help me. If, if you're missing those elements, I don't want to be a part of it because I have to protect my time. It's my most valuable resource. So down for the cause, I'm going to say to you, there are lots of ways to be available and helpful to a friend. If you've spent the time developing your skill and your talent, you can't just give it away. And right. it's a disservice to you. And it's so funny that the sort of the way that it was sort of presented when she said like, oh, it's becoming like this work assignment for me. It's it's very remis- reminiscent of when you had group activities in high school or middle school oh. and somebody lets you do 90% of the work and they get to put their name at the top. You, mm-hmm. The person who wrote us is talking about how, like, they're providing past samples uh, of, like, work. So it's like, so you spent time developing something and somebody's just like, oh, can I get that? No. No. Right. FYPM. (laughs) (laughs) Have you you seen, there's like a, a viral, I don't even know the origins of it, but it's like, when I die, I want all of the people I worked on group projects to to lower my cast- casket into the ground so they can let me down one more time. <laughs> like, I can't take credit for that, cause, but it's fucking amazing. That's like, amazing. yeah, no, like, just let me down one more time. Because you time. all let me down my whole life. <laughs> yeah. And, and we've talked about it several times on the, on the podcast, but uh, Ruby's completely correct. No is a complete sentence. And mm-hmm. my, and my gosh, sometimes you have to say no just to, just to feel the feeling. Like, mm-hmm. it's because if you ever get involved in a situation where you don't want to be in it and somebody's expecting something of you and you, it's, it's worth, it's, it's hell. Right. It's hell. Right. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. You don't, don't you. Yeah. Push back on that bitch. Push back. No, I'm sorry. That was harsh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. It's either FYPM or BBHMM. BBHMM. Bitch better, Bitch better have, have my, my money. money. I got it. I got it. I got it. From, from the gospel, the, from the prophet Rihanna. From the prophet Rihanna. I love it so much. That's so good. Well, like, good luck. Better get there, girl. I did. I did. I did. Sorry. I did. I, I just took, took me a couple more beats. You got to remember, like, I am. I am old. I am a mom, and so maybe my Rihanna, my Rihanna recall is not the first thing at the top of my head. Like, if you wanted to know all the words to the Thomas the Tank Engine song, I could handle that right away. That. But, like, yeah. but it takes me like an extra beat to yeah. be like, oh no, he's talking about my girl Rihanna. You got there. That's all that mattered. <laughs> We're rooting for you um, out there, down for the cause. But we'll be right back with uh, a little bit of good word. And we're back. We've taken you guys many places, not all of them holy. <laughs> but but listen, it's mostly you down guys, in the dirt. 
I was gonna say, like, like, are you shocked? Like, we've done a good job of just being like, listen, this is who we are. We we haven't been trying to play you for fools. We've been really open about who we are as people. We're dirty, dirty fools. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Ruby, just please, just lighten this up. Take us to church and then send us home, please. Uh, well, when you're down in the dirt and you're looking up and you're trying to figure out where to go, I always think it's a good idea to look for some good words. So we have some words here from, from Harriet Tubman, who um, should be on the $20 bill, but that's a whole nother topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. So Harriet Tubman says... Do you want that face you- judging you when you're in a strip club, hand? Now, uh, you know, you go ahead. Uh, see, I'll, Maybe people will behave better if, if Miss Tubman see, was looking at you them were trying to do something light, bill. and I took us right back to the gutter, please. No, it's not even, like, no, no, that's good, because it's, I think that's a very valid point. But, Miss Tubman says, if you are tired, keep going. If you are scared, keep going. If you are hungry, keep going. If you want to taste freedom, keep going. I love it. Uh-huh. The only way out is through. And if you're going through some some BS in your life or you're feeling worn out or you're feeling exhausted, it's hard. But the only way to get out of that is to get up and just keep going. And if you can't run, walk. And if you can't walk, crawl. And if you can't crawl, breathe. That's what needs to happen. So there's my yogic slash pep talk for myself and what we're gonna keep doing on this world is keep going even when people are like nah nah be quiet (laughs) we're gonna keep going so you guys know the deal you know how it goes the party doesn't end it just relocates Thank you guys for being here. Mad love to Tim and Justine for all of their help on Team Swirl. And we we are um, at Swirl Podcast on all of the social channels. And you can catch Cody at Step to the Mic on Twitter. And I am at Ruby Junkie on the tweets. And we love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>